Hi, I'm Prairie Lily. And I'm the Hippie. And with this podcast, we wish to interpret the complex views within our society so as to be able to educate ourselves and others from this learning experience. Through this journey of this podcast, we hope to evolve personally and share our experiences with you. Welcome to another edition of Prairie Lily and the Hippie One. I am so excited to be back doing the podcast after a long break. We didn't really do any recording um, during. Um, the Hippie One and I both decided that we needed to get back at this. So we we're so excited. We missing this. Yes, very much. So, um, and we're going to switch it up a little bit um, this year. In that um, the hippie one and I have, I think, what we think is uh, knowledge to share with the world as well. So <laughs> instead of always having uh, guests on, um, we thought we would just share some of the things that are um, we are passionate about or things that are on our heart. That um, I, I know that the hippie one has a lot of knowledge, so I'm always fascinated by what she has to say. <laughs> so oh, you do so. too. Our knowledges are in just in different areas. Just different. And that's what makes it so great because we have such different perspectives on things. So so today we are going to talk about Christmas traditions and the importance of the winter celebration. So um, we've kind of broken it down into four parts. So we'll just talk you know, about family traditions, um, the Christmas season and why we celebrate it the way that we do, um, the birth of Jesus and symbols of the Christmas season. So so. I'll get started, and I know the hippie one is going to jump in when she um, has something to say. Um, So we're going to start with personal family traditions, which a lot of these are going to be like North American traditions or things that personally that my family has done and that we continue to do. Um, So one of the big things that we do is um, the stockings. So in our family, the stockings, and as a child too, like, Mm-hmm. you you got your stockings that was the one thing you could open in the morning without your parents having to be awake you could just go oh, really yeah yeah in our family yeah we could just go and get our stockings and so then mom and dad could sleep in and I I passed that on with my kids too like they get to open up their stockings like go get their stockings and dig into that and you know it's um and we've started we- we yeah. never did that when we were kids. You had to wait till mom and dad were up. Wait. <laughs> well, I mean, and that would be that would be hard, I think. But I mean, that's part of the fun of of Christmas, though, too. The anticipation of the gifts and. Um, but I started doing something a few years ago, which was fun. It's having a theme for each stocking because it was starting to get ridiculous. Like the stocking stuffers that I was buying, and the stockings were ending up being like like almost a hundred dollars per person it ended up being because I would get I I'm I'm I love buying gifts I love buying presents so then I had to slow myself down and um um start making themes for things for for the stockings which I found to be really quite fun um so one year it was like all like paper themed or like wood themed so the kids got like um calligraphy free sets um my son got like um he always wanted uh you know like um the ink not ink um the wax seal you know when you put on oh, yeah. on paper initial so, yeah the initial i i got him that um 
different, you know, writing things for writing. Um, I got them some wooden toys. So like those wooden puzzles. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I got it all from like the paper umbrella. So that oh, was yeah. my theme. Highly yeah. addictive. And I must go in yeah. there with a budget. Yeah. So I, I would pay yeah. my everything. Everything yes. in there. So, I mean, that was, that was something that I, I don't know, I just kind of had my, our own tradition. So just kind of finding a, a theme and this year, I'm sure, I don't know if my kids are going to be listening to this, but this year's theme is, um, I probably shouldn't say it, but I am, I'm going to say it anyways and tell them not to listen to it too, um, is because they're older, they're older mm -hmm. now is sense. So this year is going to be sense. So like so perfume like, and cologne and candles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, things that, yeah. So yeah. something that stimulates the 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 sense of scent. So or the sense of smell. Sorry. So so yeah. Do you have any traditions with your stockings other than the kid? The kids have to wait for you to get well, up. And... In my house, like when I was growing up, the stockings were not the main thing. They never never were. Stockings mm -hmm. were on Christmas morning, after the parents were up, but before church. And mm -hmm. then church. And uh, honestly, there really wasn't toys in there. We always had the Christmas orange in the toe, which is actually mm -hmm. an it is a European tradition, but it's mm -hmm. more like Eastern yeah. European. So you get your German, your Russian, your um, Hungarian uh, mm -hmm. tradition in there with the orange yeah. and the toe. Yeah, um, there was always lots of chocolates in ours. But... Uh, there was a few little candies, a couple candy canes, uh, socks and underwear. That's where we mm. as kids got our socks and underwear. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so like opening the stocking was exciting because it'd be like one or two toys, but then it was socks mm -hmm. and underwear. So I, yeah. I never really got it. And uh, yeah. so when we do the, like we do the stockings here mm -hmm. and uh, it, it's yeah. again, it's just little things. So like yeah additions to lego it's usually art supplies art supplies are a big thing in my house here that's um, cool that works too yeah always some sort of candy and mm -hmm. um we actually do santa brings uh gift cards to local companies here uh mm -hmm. so santa yep. is expanding for the teenage daughters <laughs> um mm -hmm. and it's not zippity zoom it is comic readers for them oh um, that's awesome still get zippity zoom this year mm -hmm. um yeah. and that's that's it for our stockings last year i had fun um brendan needed new washcloth so i bought a pack of 10 washcloths <laughs> Mm -hmm. everyone got a washcloth and everything yeah. was wrapped in washcloths yeah, and was yeah. that's so that's so sweet right. well yeah. I think well with us not when I was a child but with my family um the stockings like when my kids were little we didn't really do Santa Claus when they were like mm -hmm. we did the story of Saint Nicholas but I I never wanted to like give the credit to Oh, you yeah. know Santa Claus so we you know they always knew that they're well as long as there's no kids listening or whatever but you know the truth about Santa and so the stockings were like like their um their gift to celebrate you know the Saint Nicholas and mm -hmm. so that's why they were probably bigger like well that's why I made them bigger for them uh, we did, it wasn't like that when I was a kid it was mostly like just um 
you know, candies and small toys. And, and my mom always bought us those lifesaver storybooks. I know, remember the, those. We used to get those yeah. in the stocking too, but I've never, I haven't seen them lately. So, but then again, I, I tend to avoid the big stores now. So, yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, and I remember mom would get them at the the pharmacy in Radville. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. And I've, they, they do still, still have them around. Like I was in Superstore or somewhere. Maybe it was Walmart. Actually, it was a dollar store. I saw them in the dollar store. So oh. they are still around. Yeah. So because um, I loved getting them. I was always excited. To yes. Because, yeah, like, you know, you have yeah. all the different flavors, not just the plain mm -hmm. ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, we're only on the first Christmas tradition, family tradition, but um, I'm, I know that there's so many fascinating, and, and I'll go over the, the, the actual, like, how stockings came to be in the, in the last section, but um, mm -hmm. the other thing that we do is a Christmas Eve gift. Like, when I was growing up, you went to Midnight Mass, mm -hmm. and then you came home from Mass, and you got to open up one gift, and you got to pick which, which gift. Um, that changed with my with my um my kids with our family and our tradition now is always like um when they were younger before netflix it was always like a christmas movie some movie mm -hmm. snacks and a pair of pajamas you got your christmas pajamas and that was the night before and so then you you we'd watch christmas movies and and wear your new christmas pajamas and have your movie snacks and so now it's just pretty much the pajamas and movie snacks because you know, there's so much on Netflix, Netflix or whatever. <laughs> don't and and and, oh. We don't even like really who uses the DVD player anymore. Really, I mean, we don't even have a, uh, a DVDs right now. So, oh man, I still have some DVDs. I have <laughs> Brown Christmas, and that will be watched here shortly. Oh Absolutely. yeah, Absolutely. I love. I've had like four of the Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, I love the Charlie Brown Christmas. That is that is actually um one of the the things as well that i have written down here is like one of the traditions is the charlie brown christmas so we might as well talk about that one like the charlie brown christmas i that's my one of my favorite um um christmas albums like the album mm -hmm. that came out of that and it's such a funny story actually the charlie brown christmas it wasn't even really supposed to happen it was um <laughs> they wanted really a video in like 20 weeks or, or in half the time that it normally takes yeah and it, yeah it wasn't meant to be to be like it was it was um rejected at first um uh, but when it finally aired december it was december 9th 1965 almost half of the um u.s population yeah. that had tv sets watched it and went on to win an emmy and a peabody and the trend of the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. So the, the little little pathetic looking tree with yeah, the they actually yeah. um caused the artificial tree business to collapse. It was well, I didn't I, yeah, I haven't I haven't heard that, but yeah, um, no. Um the the sales for artificial trees like the you know, and they talk about the aluminum tree, but the artificial mm -hmm. tree was going up, was going up, was going up. Charlie Brown Christmas happened following year plummet <laughs> interesting so because everybody wanted a little brown tree i'm sure they all wanted yeah, that exactly exactly and i mean yes. i i have charlie brown christmas ornaments on my on my tree now oh such a well, such a great point. great movie another like tradition though that i mean i we obviously there's like that's more north american and 
um, things that like that have kind of come out that we haven't really sell. Like my kids were too old for Elf on Shelf. Oh, nothing, guys. Evil, Pardon? evil. We have cereal now. <laughs> I was walking down the aisle at the Safeway, and they have Elf on this shelf cereal and i'm oh like Elf on the shelf is just creepy as bleep and i am <laughs> well if like, anybody doesn't know what elf on the shelf is it's like a little um elf that um you can buy and the elf does little like um gets into mischief during the night something like they um they report back to Santa. Right. Report back to Santa. That's what it was. So and they have, yeah. you can buy different outfits and all, and <laughs> it's the bane of many parents' existence. Right. From what I understand, though, um, the COVID crisis made the elf in the shelf have to quarantine for two weeks. So <laughs> saw several posts of elves on the shelves in jars for quarantine for two weeks. That's label so funny. Oh my goodness, I love that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I applaud the moms who were at their wits' end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to try and think of some mischief making. Like, um, I mean, some people love it. I have um, friends and family members who've posted like all the fun things that the elf gets into, but some people it's not their favorite thing at mm-hmm. all. So, another Absolutely. thing that. I'd seen in the dollar store years ago. I didn't even know it was a thing, but apparently it did start back in like. I'm sorry. The Christmas pickle. Yeah. I saw it in the dollar store a few years ago and I was like, what is this? But there's actually the tradition of the Christmas pickle is you hide this pickle ornament in the tree and the first child to find it in the tree wins a gift or gets to open the first Christmas a present on Christmas morning. And it started, it looks like from a marketing gimmick for um Woolworth, Woolworth, Woolco, Woolworth. Oh, yeah. yeah, in the late 1800s. Um so they started making these pickle-shaped ornaments to to um oh. increase sales, but we never had like that wasn't something we ever did, but I did see them I've in the dollar store. I've seen the pickle ornaments. I have seen the pickle ornaments, but I never mm-hmm. knew. I thought it was just some silly thing. Cause yeah. like, I mean, like you, you can get an ornament for anything really. Pretty much. Pretty much. So I, I just thought it was of... somebody who liked pickles or some <laughs> yeah. gherkins thing. Cause you know, gherkin pickles, you know. Yes. I yes. thought it was a promo pickle. Well, no, <laughs> it's actually a I mean, thing. Like it was a, a thing to like increase their sales or get people to come into their store to buy this particular ornament. Totally a promo sale. Yeah. So, so, and then advent calendars, that's something we always buy the kids is the advent calendars. So like the Wait, countdown yeah. to Christmas where they, you know, but I always it buy the chocolate ones. It does annoy me though that uh, they start December 1st and I get the point that Advent isn't the first December 1st mm-hmm. Advent starts before December 1st usually so yeah, that's a, my slight annoyment of it but <laughs> overall yeah. I understand why they do it that way because well, trying to figure out the first Sunday in Advent and mass produce a different yeah. calendar every year yeah I doubt it. yeah so definitely not but the ones my kids get are usually the chocolate ones. I think last year I got, or the year before I got my daughter, that was like socks. 
but it was only 12, not 24 days. Okay. So that's off. actually not a uh, advent calendar. That's the 12 days of Christmas 12 calendar. Days. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, used not, buying, it in I'm not buying them too. <laughs> but that was good because it kind of got them away from the candy. I yeah. like that. But it was more expensive than the traditional like chocolate calendar. Um, but the advent calendars looks like from my research... It started in Germany in 1903 by a publisher, Gerhard Land, um, offering a way for children to count down to Christmas by opening one door or window a day to reveal a Bible passage, poem, or small gift. And then, yeah, yeah, and it yeah. actually goes further back than that. It actually goes into the 15th century. Uh, just the chocolate giving for itself mm-hmm. is is relatively new in a tradition. Let's just put it that way. Well, yeah. now you can get like all kinds like you can go to costco and get a wine like <laughs> wine oh, yeah, calendar yeah. Um, i've seen the beer calendars i think yeah. there's a producer here in saskatchewan that does a beer a day yes yeah Advent, and you can pick it up at the local uh saskatchewan liquor store mm-hmm. um it's a 24 pack and eat well and they're actually and it's organized it's not just uh you know a beer a day Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like a boxing of a beer a day An actual yeah yeah and that can be quite expensive get quite expensive some of these calendars but i just do the plain chocolate ones from the for the kids like you know you know like well, too. actually last year i made my own last year i took oh, old nice. selected toilet toilet paper tubes mm-hmm. and then i went and i picked out my favorite chocolates that i knew mm-hmm. the kids would eat mm-hmm and then in each one, I would put I put four candies in there because I wanted to participate. Oh, that's and, cute. Uh, and then we, I just twisted it up so it looked like one of those Christmas cracker thingies. Mm, cute. That would have been a lot of work. <laughs> I labeled them. Mm-hmm. And every so every uh, seventh day was a big one, and then Christmas Day was a big one. Oh, that's so sweet. How long did it take you to make that? <laughs> took well, you a while? Uh, honestly, about an hour. It wasn't that much okay, time. Not too bad. Because yeah. I buy, so this is, because I buy bamboo <laughs> toilet paper and they all come mm-hmm. individually wrapped in paper. Yes, I love that paper. Oh, I do too. Mm-hmm. I And the company I use has very fun, fancy papers. Mm-hmm. paper coverings so and the, the cardboard I know it sounds silly but the toilet paper rolls are really good they and are. I use everything um and, and the, tube, the car the tubes are like yeah really, <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. so I just use the tubes of that I used the paper from that mm-hmm. so all I had to do was cut string and label and stuff yeah yeah so it's all pre-sized <laughs> well, that worked, that worked. That's that's a great way to reuse too. That's awesome. Yeah. That. And then if they rip the paper, it's not a big deal. It just goes right. into the compost or or recycling. Yeah. Um, and then the, like the advent calendars, like um, you know that was a big thing when I was a kid. We always just, but it, they were just the plain chocolate ones. But um, yeah, I do have one of those ones, a little wooden truck that you open up each door each day, but there's those little spots are so small like and that's why i, I did know. the toilet paper rolls because i was yeah. tired because i looked and looked and those little the advent calendars are nice but 
Yeah, they're I'm just bi. not. I'm not by. Yeah. I don't have the space. No. Yeah. So, so I, I googled yeah. and found some ideas, yeah. and that way. Did you ever do Christmas caroling when you were a kid? Go door to door, do Christmas caroling. Um, actually, that's not true. We did it through Girl Guides and Brownies once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, we we lived in such a small town; it was easy enough to do it. I've never done it. Here in the <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I mean, never, we knew who the shut-ins were in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the town, yeah. and yeah, and that was just easy enough. And that's what we did. And uh, but mm-hmm. not not really. It was no. never. I we always got cold. I hated being cold. I oh yeah, me too. We so. we did a little bit of caroling, um, but it was more so. I lived in a small town too, and so the town it was a teeny tiny town, and um, they would have a Christmas celebration at the the hall, mm-hmm. and the whole town was invited, and all the kids would get a gift. And my dad, he's a guitar player. He would play guitar and. You know, you do all your Christmas songs and carols. And I think about it now, like, I couldn't imagine, like, the whole town would get together and they would buy gifts for every child in the town. It was so exciting as a child. And, and but, I mean, the town was very, very small. But it was, like, the, the whole town pitched in. It was, it was great. And I remember, like, one of the gifts I got one year was, you know, those books with the little piano in the book? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got one of those. I just, I loved it. I probably, honestly, I'm kind of bad like this. I probably have it. I probably passed it down to my kids. I'm sure, I'm sure that they had it because I'm like meticulous about taking care of my stuff. So it probably is somewhere or was somewhere. And because I, I, it still worked. Oh, man. I kept it. I kept it away from my younger siblings. And yeah, it still worked. So we, we had, Christmas, like we we call it, like we would have foul suppers in, in the fall, oh, and we would yeah. have a Christmas uh, mm-hmm. supper as well in mm-hmm. our community. I mm-hmm. remember going to the Elks Hall, and my dad was Santa. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was able to tell my kids, Dad Santa, yeah, yeah. and yeah, um, and uh, and we would watch a show and you know it was a big thing right and then Santa mm-hmm. would come without gifts and they did that for several years uh by the time I was a teenager though I can't remember if they were still doing it or if I was just choosing not to go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're a teenager yeah. right right and it's no longer cool no, to go. <laughs> that's the difference between small town communities and uh and cities right there mm-hmm. there's fewer of you so you have this energy of we we need to reconnect everyone you know we need to connect and I mean our community would do monthly uh uh, brunches every there once a month there was a Sunday brunch it was a it would keep the RM it helped cover the costs of the skating rink and the curling rink and Mm. and everything in the in the community in the RM was on one of whatever five six family groups and everybody did a rotation and mm-hmm. you would do a rotation in the kitchen mm-hmm. at, yeah, at the at the rink now it's now it's run by somebody but 
You would do a yeah. rotation in the kitchen of the rink. You would do a rotation of the kitchen at the uh, baseball diamond, and you would do a rotation of the brunch hmm. at the home. So, that's, like, so there's small that, town, you know, community. small town Saskatchewan community stuff right there for you. <laughs> and that is so off topic from Christmas. <laughs> it does explain why, though, having a Christmas party as a community would make sense. Mm-hmm. It would be part of the uh, bringing yeah. everybody together, especially when you're living on farms and your nearest neighbor might be 5, 10, 20 yeah. miles away. Yeah, could be <clears throat> located. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So um, I guess something I know another tradition we started recently just trying to pinpoint what to get the kids. You know, there's so much so much excess. There's so much. Sometimes it's just too much. And so we had started following a, a tradition of um, something you want, something you need, something to wear and something to read. So the something to wear was usually like their Christmas pajamas and you know, always needed something to read. So that was good. Something they wanted, something they needed. Helped to kind of narrow down the presence, you know. Or, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, people go overboard so much, especially when they're younger. And then you're just like yeah. overwhelmed and yeah, it's chaos and you can't, you can't find anything. And so <clears throat> with our kids, because we have three and we have a, there's not a lot of next generation. So like they don't have a lot of cousins or anything. Mm, yeah. So, so the aunts and uncles like to overindulge sometimes yeah. so yeah. I started signing yeah what and, mm-hmm. and it worked well. um a couple of the aunts found their thing before I assigned which was good mm-hmm. one loves to uh which with COVID it hasn't really happened uh but loves to uh do globe theater so she does an evening with them they go have a water sliding and they go to globe theater Mm -hmm. and it's you know so it had and they see the christmas play and another aunt gives them the books so there's an event there is the books oh i love that Um, and then there's the socks and the underwear (laughs) (laughs) and i know silly but the ants go all out for the socks and the underwear they find funky socks and fun under like it's like it's it's a process and Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's hilarious and it's not like it's not like two pairs of socks it's like they get enough socks for the entire year there's thermal socks there's knee-high socks there's you know dress you know there's everything and then that's yeah that's and then uh, the uncle one other one gets a gift card usually to the bookstore mm-hmm. and uh gift cards are so great they're they so are because then you make an event out of it i mean you have the option of uh the adult who who's given it can take them or mm-hmm. you can take them yourself and do an event with it yeah. right it's just well and i like the gift cards because i mean it's more like money's fine too but i like the gift card because it gives a specific purpose to the gift like this is what you know i wanted you to have um and my kids love i mean they're older now too i love the gift cards and um work so great and it's so great because well with COVID too it worked good because it was just mailing gift cards but it was kind of funny you know my sister mailing gift cards me just e-transferring her some money like it was just kind of yeah that's pretty much how it goes like 
you know so but um but i mean it, it's it's the, the kids love it and they love the gift cards and and my yeah. sister's kids are younger so they you know an actual gift but instead of me buying one and shipping it it's you know she's oh, usually yeah. overbought because we come from the same overbuying <laughs> type mentality and so I will just she can pick a package of yeah. whatever value money yeah. you sent and stick a label on yeah. it from Andrew. Yeah. So that yeah. works. That works too. So, uh, you know, e-transfer has made shopping so much easier oh, for yes. people out of town. Like my, my mother-in-law, yeah. my sister-in-law, like I'm going to e-transfer you money. You can either put it mm-hmm. in their account and they can spend it or mm-hmm. you can pick up something and yep. Yeah. Done. So, and you were talking about like the Globe Theater and some of the, one of my favorite Christmas, um, I, I went and saw, it was in Calgary. I can't remember where the theater anymore. Um, and we saw A Christmas Carol and I love that, that production, that story of A, a Christmas Carol. And um, that's, an, that's another like family tradition. And I love the, um, <clears throat> the version of A Christmas Carol with, um, um, Oh, why can't I think of his name? The one that's a cartoon. Um, Mickey's Christmas Carol. Well, I love Mickey's Christmas Carol. That's cute too. But the the more recent one. Um, uh, why can't I think of it? Because uh, everybody has done the Christmas Carol. Like um, even the Simpsons have done the Christmas Carol. In not uh, Martha Stewart and yeah. Jim Carrey. That's the one. Oh, Christmas okay. Carol with Jim Carrey. I love, I love that one. Like, I, I love, you know, the the graphics of it and everything. And um, so that's a tradition too. And I guess the Nutcracker is another, like, you know, watching. I don't like. It was actually like I think it was uh, the Barbie Nutcracker that my daughter always watched, and that's oh, actually yeah, yeah. pretty good. The Barbie movies are actually pretty good. Like, yeah, I've watched Swan Lake and mm-hmm. yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know if we had the Nutcracker one or not. But Maybe I'm thinking had... of Swan Lake, but I feel like it was the Nutcracker. I'm pretty they sure. Absolutely, oh. they didn't. Anyway, so. Yeah. Uh... Um, I guess, well, we were just talking about about um, music and movies, but that just kind of leads leads into Christmas music. Like, I've already been listening to Christmas music for a little while now, and Michael Buble Christmas, like, is like, that's Christmas for me, or like, jazz Christmas, or... Um, Growing I up, we had records. <laughs> uh, Vince Corelli's Charlie Brown Christmas. Brendan That's, gets me the yeah. album. Yep, I love Never that. That's one of my favorite ones is the Charlie Brown Christmas. Is that's my favorite. And, um, I oh. love Nat King Cole and uh, Boney M. Boney M. No, no, Boney M's evil. Lo- I, 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 I love nope. that album. When I was nope. a my mom overplayed it. Uh, oh we my god. It. We had it playing all the time at that and and Crystal Gale Christmas. Oh Christmas. God, no! No, <laughs> no Bonnie M is never allowed in my house again. <laughs> it has been. My mom got it on tape and she played it and she played mm-hmm. it and she played it and she played it and then we did yeah. the trip to Grandma's in the middle of the night and we yeah. played it and she played it. It's <laughs> the only thing she would freaking listen to. I will not oh. let no. No, I still love it. It was. It's like sounds like Christmas to me. I think we had a Disney Christmas record too. We had records. Um, old German. Pretty- my mm-hmm. parents had old German choir Christmas records, and so oh, that wow. really gets me. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, my my mom speaks 
German, like that's her mother tongue, a type okay. of German. And uh, my dad grew up with a German speaking mom. Like he didn't learn German till high school university. Mm-hmm. Um, but his mom would play German Christmas albums and on the record so player. So how early is it too early to listen to Christmas music? How early? Is I it? work retail, and according to the retail realm, uh, you can start stuff November 11th. Okay. <laughs> um, after, but it has to be after lunch. It cannot be before lunch. Okay. If you do it before Remembrance Day, you are considered evil and people will protest. <laughs> okay. Um, I remember the Hudson Bay setting up the Christmas decorations on uh, Thanksgiving weekend, and mm. there was protests about that. They had c- customers complain. Yeah. And it went back to November um november is in the retail realm you're not allowed to put up till november yeah but music is not allowed to start till after remembrance day that's good that's good and i agree with that because i like don't get me wrong i'll put on christmas music in the middle of january or Mm -hmm. you know if i want to listen to a song i'll listen to a song Mm -hmm. i love poxley workman's christmas album because it's not just Mm -hmm. a christmas album it's a it's a winter album. Like he's yeah. talking about the first snow of the year and making soup yeah. and, and, you know, yeah. you know, washing the dishes. Like it's just silly, yeah. good fun. Right. And I, I listened to the Sarah McLaughlin one too. Cause that one is, yeah. It's yeah. winter too. And, and yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm not thinking that. Like we, we've gotten to the point where we think that songs should be Christmas and therefore it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then January hits and it's like, no, no, we still need those crisp, those winter songs, not just Christmas. Yeah. Songs. yeah. I, I don't need to hear about the boys are back in town in January. No, <laughs> no. Like I want to, I want to read a good book and sip a cup of yeah. cocoa. It's not just the Christmas season. Ooh, that cup of cocoa. That's kind of a tradition too. Well, um, building gingerbread houses. No gingerbread evil. Houses. Evil. You don't do gingerbread things. houses. They always fall apart. They involve far too much effort. We did <laughs> we've done it a couple of times. You know what happens? Mm-hmm. You get cookies with frosting. Well, you know, I no. I buy those like the the, the those kids suck. Kits I hate them. And... I hate them. I don't um, like gingerbread. Okay. But there's <laughs> I I'm, I'm not a huge fan of gingerbread either. But I just buy the cheap ones from the dollar store, and then the kids just make it, and then it usually does end up in the garbage. But um. There's some yeah. neat ones now, like that are not like I think last year there was a Lego one, and yeah. it was gummies, and my kids made that one, and so it was like gummy Lego like candy, um, and there's some different ones. It's no longer just the houses. It's like you can build like castle or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've gotten really really fancy the last few years. Um, Milk and cookies for Santa. That's another thing. Like oh, when yeah. we were kids, we Carrots. always have to leave. Yes. Milk and yeah. cookies. Carrots for the reindeer. Um, kind of Santa gets picky. Santa picks out what they want prior to going <laughs> to church Christmas Eve. So Santa knows what Santa's getting because otherwise yeah. Santa puts it back in the fridge sometimes. It's actually a tradition though, I read here that um so it says, well, well, leaving treats for Santa and his reindeer dates back to ancient Norse mythology. Americans oh, began yeah. to sweeten up to the tradition during the Great Depression in the 1930s. 
as a sign of showing gratitude during a time of struggle. <coughs> Excuse me. So Yeah. Well, and that's the big thing. Like when you look into the history of it, you have mm-hmm. a huge section of North America that was settled by the Puritans, which mm-hmm. for people who don't know what that is, it's a, a very strict Protestant movement that basically took all the fun out of life. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> and uh, they didn't celebrate Christmas. And if you look into the history of, of what we would call traditions today, most of our traditions actually come from the Scandinavian, from the German especially. Yeah. Um, yes. And the gingerbread houses was a German thing too, I think. I think, yes. Yeah. The Brothers we, Grimm wrote, uh, wrote Hansel and Gretel. That yeah. Was, yeah. These practices though, I mean the lack of practice is actually very English because the Puritans were in power for a while and they basically pushed Christmas aside because mm-hmm. it, it we shouldn't be doing celebrations like that. It, it, yeah. it, it brings on, and they literally state it, it brings on uh, debauchery, alcoholism, you know, overindulgence. And they, those are sins and therefore we can't yeah. celebrate it. And it really... Christmas really had a huge decline in England until Charles Dickens wrote the Christmas Carol. Okay, interesting. And it had a resurgence because they're like, oh, hey, right, fun. Mm-hmm. And then yes. we get Queen Victoria, who was more German than English, even though she was born in England, marrying her German prince. Yes. And then celebrating their German traditions of the Christmas tree. Yes. Um, um, all these things that the, the German, you know, the, the gingerbread house and all those things. And with basically the creation of photography and all these poses and pictures of them around the stuff. The tree. The yeah. Christmas idea that we celebrate it was Spread. actually uh, published in um, like a magazine and then people saw it like a women and it was published in a women's magazine. And yeah, I have that in um, the picture, like with all these toys underneath and yeah. Very, and that, like, yeah, that really yeah, made those, people. Those traditions are German and mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's very interesting because the more and more, I learned that the Yule, the Yule log and the Yule practice was actually, like, I knew it was ancient religion, mm-hmm. but I didn't ancient. realize that it was yeah. also German. I thought it was a British thing. But again, that comes back to Queen Victoria mm-hmm. <laughs> and and the, the the German traditions, right? So And then Americans turned it into a, a TV watch, watching, like, the Yule log. You know, you can turn it to, like, the the station yeah, netflix has a, right. a yule log that they put on you could get the dvds too i think i still might have a dvd mm-hmm. yeah a log right but that yeah. was the idea is you'd go harvest this big tree and you would burn it for the whole festival so you take a chunk every night and yeah. burn it and if it was a good tree it would last for the entire festival. And depending what practice it was, you know, it, it when exactly it started and stuff, it could be a month long practice. Like, 
And then eventually it became the the 12 days of Christmas. So the Yule log had to last for 12 days from December 24th, 25th till January 6th. Well, I like turning that station on because we never really had, we never had a fireplace, you know, and so it was always nice to put that on and it just made the room feel warmer and and glow. (laughs) So it was just kind of, um, yeah, I had this, had the DVDs and, now, yeah, just put it on Netflix or whatever TV stations will. Oh, yeah. Disney has Olaf. Oh, Not yeah. Olaf, um, um, Arendelle. Yeah, I did that one. I saw that one last year, too. I think that was, yeah. was that was, I can't remember if it was on TV or if it was on Netflix or something. But it's yeah, on Disney. It's cute. Disney Plus. Disney Plus Maybe has that's an what it was. Yule log. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it was when, when we had Disney Plus. But, um, and I guess, I mean, family personal family traditions is such a big like there's so many of them and there's so many different cultures that can bring in things but it's something newer that's come out recently is the ugly christmas sweaters this was actually started um in the 1980s and it became a trend uh, a party trend in vancouver actually in 2011 or 20 2001 so um it really became a a trend you know it's a more recent trend and you know everybody's trying to obviously um trying to make money from it it's like a multi-million dollar business you know people everybody i mean it throws back to the sweaters that grandmas you would knit that were actually hideous looking but they put so much effort into so you had to wear it right so yeah it is a fun tradition I, i know like um we always got from our grandparents uh, my grandma and grandpa my my dad's parents they always I think they got all the grandkids pajamas and there were so many grandkids like there, there were so many of us and they would buy us all pajamas and the pajamas were <clears throat> you know they were store-bought but it was something we could all wear and you know back in the 80s there wasn't a whole lot of great fashionable choices either so I do remember those and they were not they were not beautiful but it was or slippers they would get us slippers sometimes grandma would slippers. make us slippers or mm-hmm. or sweaters or stuff yeah. you didn't get a sweater every year once you hit a certain age you got one of grandma's homemade sweaters because that uh-huh. limited she would make in a year because yeah. if she was making she had like oh 24 grandchildren mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's sweaters to make yeah. in a year so yeah. once she had a rule once you hit a certain age you got this or yeah. you were this old when you got that yeah yeah when you got you know so so eventually when you were old enough you got the christmas sweater and then of mm-hmm. course you were never allowed to wear it except christmas because even though it might not have been a christmas sweater because yeah. you didn't want to be dirty and mom yes. i know you grew it and you never you wore it like three times and i like um the other thing too with uh, i remember at my grandma and grandpa's there was always like, do you remember those ceramic Christmas trees with all the lights? That's become a big resurgence now, and you can buy. I wanted one of those so bad. I they saw were selling them at Costco not too no, long ago. Well, there's the farm. I think it's called mm-hmm. the Farm Girl. Uh, here in the city. Oh. I follow them on Instagram, and they have a huge collection of them. Oh, Aww. they're in the warehouse district. Mm-hmm. Oh god. And they've got they've got of course the green with the the multicolored. Yeah, that's traditional looking. 
yeah they've also got like other colors like they've got the pure white for those who are obsessed with this mm-hmm. minimalist look because you oh, know yeah. we're not yeah. allowed to have color and fun in life anymore because <laughs> then that destroys the minimalist appeal and you know, blah, 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 crap, crap. I like my color and I want my fun. Oh, it's like the thing, like decorating the the tree, the Christmas tree. I just, you know, the kids put on all their ornaments. That's another tradition we do too in our houses. Every year the kids get a a Christmas ornament, like a new ornament for that year. And um, it's, it'll be something like significant to what, maybe something they did that year or an interest they have. So my son, you know, likes hockey. So often, like he would get, you know, like a pair of skates to hang on the tree and we would do a gift tag and write on it, you know, maybe something that happened significant in regards to hockey that year or the year he was in cadets, we got him like the anchor, an anchor ornament. And then my daughter, one year when she did um, dance, like ballet, like we put on there something significant. And um, I remember the year she was born, my son, um, before she was born, he was calling the baby Timbit, baby, baby Timbit. So of course we got her Timbit ornament, you know, just something. And then we do a little write up with it just to, to, so that it's kind of a fun thing. We can go back and look at those ornaments, not just the ornament, but like the gift tag we put on it with the story behind the ornament, which is a fun, fun thing to go back and, and, and read those things and see, oh, this was, you know, you know 2014 and this is what was significant that year super fun to do so yeah well all of these traditions are so awesome and I know we could just talk on and on about our personal family traditions um but for sake of time we're gonna cut it short here I'll just mention by name a few of them um the shoebox charities where you collect uh, school supplies and put them in the shoebox. That's another tradition uh, that some families like to participate in. Um, the looking at Christmas lights and the tree lighting ceremony. So I know here there's a tree lighting ceremony downtown we've been to a few times. And that's fun. And just driving around looking at all the Christmas Christmas lights. Christmas lights is a tradition that dates back to uh, Thomas Edison, who was famous for the light bulb. But his partner and friend, Edward Johnson, um, had the idea of stringing bulbs around the Christmas tree in New York in 1882. And by 1914, lights were being mass-produced, and people could buy them more affordably as well. Um, Before that, candles were actually used in trees, so this was a much safer safer way. And the candles were dated back again to Germany. Um, Another thing that's a kind of a Christmas tradition is that Christmas baking. And now there's cookie swaps and I get, cookie swaps actually date back to more than a hundred years. Um, but those cookie exchange parties, I love them because I'm not particularly um, very crafty. So I love being part of these um, Christmas cookie parties. You know, I can put an effort into like one type of, of cookie and then go and do this exchange and get a whole bunch of wonderful different varieties. Although I know with COVID, that tradition has kind of stopped um, because of, well, COVID. Um, But it actually dates back to, there were cookie parties dating back to the early 1800s, and they were called cookie exchanges by the 1930s and cookie swaps in the 1950s. Um, Historically, it's been a ladies-only event, but more people are getting into it. And then obviously um, men know how to bake too, so they can bake as well. And some other Christmas traditions, uh, family traditions, 
Um, a lot of people obviously do visit from Santa Claus, which will, or St. Nicholas, which we'll get into more in the symbols of the Christmas season. Um, fruitcake. Um, I know that a lot of people love to hate fruitcake, um, but I personally really enjoy a good, a good fruitcake. Um, but you know, there's a lot of funny stories and traditions. One thing else we like to do in our household is read um, Stuart McLean's Dave um, Cooks the Turkey. It's just so funny. This has been a tradition in our family, and we just laugh and laugh along with that. It's just too funny. And um, the Stuart McLean Christmas collection is great. And, you know, it's really sad that he he passed away, and we no longer have that <laughs> part of our Canadian um uh, every, I mean, we can still go back and listen to the old recordings, but there's no no new ones. And he was so amazing. He was a great storyteller. Um, another fun tradition, you know, for a lot of people is the department store Santas. And it was actually started as, um, uh, um, and so it's, well, the department store Santas is where you, you know, go to the mall and you get your photo with Santa and you sit on Santa's lap. Um, it dates back, I guess, to 1890 um, when a man from uh, Massachusetts had a Santa suit made for him, and he dressed up uh, as as Santa in a dry uh, food store, dry goods food store, and it was kind of a gimmick to bring people into the store. And then um, Macy's made it a uh, um, hosting hosting Santa every year uh, into a thing. Um, Christmas cards. Obviously, Christmas cards, a lot of people um, do that. Um, a lot of people do it as a photo now. I love getting the photo Christmas cards, and you can see everybody's updated photos. And then, of course, eggnog, and then rum and eggnog. That's a great holiday tradition. Uh, mistletoe, uh, under the mistletoe, uh, and poinsettias. And also Boxing Day is popular in Canada or any kind of um, country that's got UK origins. And there is a story behind Boxing Day, which I will explain in the symbols of the Christmas season. So um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Prairie Lily and the Hippie One. And the Hippie One will follow this with our top 10 Christmas gift-giving ideas to make the holiday season more affordable and more fun. And here are just a few ways to make Christmas more affordable, sustainable, and thoughtful this season. I've written down my top 10 ideas that I myself use every year, basically. Um, The number one is experiences. So instead of spending a lot of money on toys that are going to break right away and making it look huge under the tree, experiences um like i had mentioned earlier the one aunt loves to take the children to globe theater movie tickets are another wonderful event trip that are fairly easy to do and uh and makes it a family outing it's a social thing favorite restaurants are something i actually like to do for my parents uh for their christmas because they have everything um, and that's an experience. So they get to go out either, you know, in the past we've taken them out or, you know, we all have it at their favorite restaurant in their local town and they can go and enjoy Love their food. Love that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
Number two is gift card for food. So when I say gift card for food, it doesn't necessarily mean grocery stores, um, like Safeway or whatever. But like there are also specialty stores, like takeaway here in the city. Mm, that love that. Cheese yeah. or or something along those lines. So that you're getting to indulge in something that you wouldn't normally buy for yourself, but it's not going to be sitting on the shelf. It's going to be in your belly and it's going to be, (laughs) again, it's an experience, right? You get to go to the store, you get to pick out your favorite thing that you wouldn't normally buy. Mm -hmm. And again, wines and, you know, craft beers would fall under this for sure. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, it's the whole experience and uh, and food because everybody needs food. Um, number three would be upcycling items. So don't be afraid to buy secondhand. Um, there is so much out there already and uh, going online and to like Virage or used Regina or whomever, Kijiji. And don't be afraid to buy secondhand because children do outgrow their toy interests mm-hmm. and they're going to be up for sale. And so you can buy it at half the price um, often and then you can resell it later. Um, and then the other thing of, of upcycling items is creating from reclaimed items. So this is not for everybody. I will definitely agree that. But if you've got a crafty side, you know, making Christmas ornaments from old, old uh, material, you know, old uh, bed sheets or, or uh, what I like to do actually is uh, make dog pull toys. Um, so I take old t-shirts and I cut them up and I practice my braiding and <laughs> I make dog pull toys and then I just hand them out to people's dogs. And you're so and you good can... at upcycling, upcycling everything. Well, I try. Like, I mean, that's the thing. We just, you know, material, just because it's got a hole in the bedsheet doesn't mean the bedsheet, you know, needs to be tossed. There's still all that good material. So trying to think outside of the box, you know, access that little creative point in your brain. And if you have a creative friend, if you yourself aren't creative, but you can do stuff, Mm-hmm. Find a creative friend, and they will help you think outside the box to upcycle that stuff. Well, and you make some incredible baskets with, like, I've seen with the the material. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I love my new basket, Brendan. <laughs> my, <laughs> it's like, oh boy, oh, I love my new basket. Yeah, I've made baskets. I've made pot holders. Um, uh, you got to be careful if you're doing pot holders and stuff. Do not use polyester; it will melt, and people just yeah. never think about that. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I love doing those things and it, it keeps you, keeps your brain moving and the people, good friends will understand that you put time and energy into this, not just bought it, bought something. Mm So, okay. Number four, ask if they want or need, but not specific items, like a list, get a list Mm -hmm. per se. So like, I mean, I don't mean like a list, well, I want this purse from this store mm-hmm. and it's this much or I won't get, you know, I don't, you know, if it's not that I don't want it. It's more like a, an idea list, you know, what they're floating around and feeling for. 
Um, and don't be afraid. Like, we're always like, well, I don't know what to get. You know, I tell the kids all the time, ask, just mm -hmm. ask, what are your likes? What are your dislikes? You know, I mean, you can listen throughout the year, but if it's someone you're, you're not exactly sure, just ask. And if you can't ask them directly, ask someone next to them. <laughs> so you, you're afraid to ask what, you know, your fr best friend, what to get them. Ask the best friend's mom because you probably know them anyways. Mm -hmm. If it's a good friend, right? Or you've heard yes. and you know them well enough, right? So don't be afraid to ask. So that's more of an action as opposed to an item, let's say. But that helps you give you an idea and focuses what you can and cannot do. Because there's no point in giving them chopsticks if they don't eat <laughs> food. Mm-hmm. Um, set yourself a number five is limit how much you give set yourself a budget but just because you have a budget of say fifty dollars that doesn't mean you get fifty one dollar items or one you know one fifty dollar item you can do a mix or match but don't you don't want to overwhelm all right so you've got your budget set your limit of how many items within that budget you're going to allow yourself because we all think oh it's all money but it's not just all money it's all physical as well right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's that's a, a limit to both income spent and items given number six is shop local of course um yes that's mm -hmm. not necessarily affordable sometimes and i get that i get that it, budgets are hard but it makes it more sustainable because more than likely their items are locally found and and the chain is much shorter all right and as we've been going through this global covid we're really it's really a trigger on how much we depend on international shipping and how how fragile that system is and you know honestly we have local stuff we can find you just need to put in that effort and those local shops usually do that effort for you so all you need to do mm -hmm. is find a local shop yeah. yeah. So number seven is quality over quantity. Now this kind of goes mm -hmm. back to number five again, where I said, you know, limit how many items, not just the amount. Yeah. Um, it, uh, quality. I mean, if you can save up and do a large purchase, you know, you've got your budget, whatever, and you want to spend whatever, look at the quality, watch for sales, obviously, I mean, I've always got the things in back of my mind that I'm watching for sales on. Mm -hmm. uh, do the same thing. But if you can get, you know, that quality item, it's going to last you way longer than the cheap item. And that, it, that, like I said, it can be hard, especially when you're living on a tight budget, especially when hours have been cut and income is lost. It is, it is hard. But if you are able to do year-round shopping it does make it a bit easier because often they are clearing out the old colors or the new colors and we're like oh black friday sales they're so great they're not great you're mm -hmm. gonna get just as good a sale deal in january february because february has low sales and they're going to clear out their old stock mm -hmm. so if you're you got an idea for Christmas in February, check the clearance section. 
-hmm. and you can see what you can get. Um, number eight would be talk and organize with friends and family. So I'm going to use my child as an example. They want um, a tablet this year. So they've been saving up their money that they've been, you know, working for their flyer route. And, um, <clears throat> but he wants to get a good quality one, not just, you know, a cheap hundred dollar one. And so I've talked to the family and the friends, you know, what, you know, this is what he would like. If you don't want to, you know, put towards it, that's fine. But if you're willing to do that, you can send cash. E-transfers are beautiful. And we'll make sure that when he, we pick it out and buy it, that your name is on there. So so when we go to buy it, I'll be telling him, you know, this this part came, you know, this much came from grandma and this much came from auntie and this much came from uncle. So you need to make sure that you you tell them what you got and that you thank them for it, right? Because it, it you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting something that's a bit more expensive, but there's also nothing wrong with pooling your resources. Right. And, and it's a community gift, right? It's, it's, or a family gift in that matter. And don't also with that talking and organizing, don't be afraid to tell people to limit what they telling people about limiting what they give. There was one year, and this is one of the reasons why when I talked about, you know, one aunt does books and one aunt does socks and one aunt does underwear. Um, one year we got 67 nail polishes. <laughs> they were all little mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I, there were 67 nail polish and I'm like no this is never happening again mm -hmm. yeah right because everybody would get you know this and that and then they would get stocking stuffers for the kids and then and I'm like okay no we'll take care of that that's like mm -hmm. I know you, you will take care of that so mm -hmm. I, I assigned a the ones who didn't have their thing already and you know and now we have you know a consistency and far less over purchases mm -hmm. yeah. um uh number nine is homemade gifts uh again this is kind of like an upcycling thing but it doesn't necessarily need to be upcycled per se um because i would not want to up upcycle pickles um, <laughs> right but homemade Jars and jams of yes. food, uh, homemade toques, mitts, and scarves, because kids always lose toques and mitts. It, kids are horrible. Adults are horrible. Everybody is horrible. They lose mm -hmm. stuff all the time. So, mm -hmm. you know, toques, mitts, scarves are easy to, and a, a scarf, whether it's crocheted, knit, or sewn, or, you know, tied, tying mm -hmm. scarves, like you can do that. There's easy enough patterns out there for any level of crafting. Um, well, my dad makes homemade wine and that's one of my favorite things, homemade wine from my dad. And he gifts me Shoppers Drug Mart, the PC points. <laughs> nice. That's, yeah, that's awesome. I Absolutely. love it. Absolutely. Well, and that's the thing. And if you yourself can't make the pickles, but you know, somebody likes say homemade pickled carrots, Hit the mm -hmm. farmer's market. There's mm -hmm. always going to be, you know, odd, unique pickles there, right? So yeah. you yes. can cheat on that one to the point of like, I know they like this type of jam and that type of jam. And I can get that at the local farmer's market easily enough. Mm -hmm. It's still a homemade gift. It's just a yeah. homemade gift you paid for. 
Right. <laughs> um, number 10 is uh, charitable donations. So they get the tax receipt credit yeah. when you donate in their name. Uh, That's nice. Which, yeah. yeah, it is, especially for, I like, again, adults, senior citizens, etc. They they don't need more things mm-hmm. they do not like i mean yeah. they don't need another christmas ornament they don't need another trinket on the counter they don't need that they're trying to downsize and it's hard enough as it is for many of them yeah uh yes. don't need that so i would recommend that as an option and and then the tax receipt they get in, you know, the new year and they're happy at, that they've helped somebody out. Do research, though, whom you do your charitable donation to if you are afraid to ask them. Like we asked my parents if we did a charitable donation, what would you like? And so mm-hmm. they listed, you know, the um, Canadian Lutheran World Relief or... Um, the the local food bank in their community does that uh or um the canadian there's a canadian grain association that does a food bank Hmm. canadian grain bank i think it's called i have to look that up so like they will probably have charities that they already donate to Mm -hmm. ask I mean, it comes down to asking. We don't know unless we ask. Mm-hmm. So, and that was number 10. Awesome. All righty. Okay. Well, we'll wrap this up and yeah, we'll be back next week with more. <laughs> okay. We just want to thank you so much for joining us this week uh, to listen to Prairie Lily and the Hippie One. Um, Myself and the Hippie One have had so much fun doing these podcasts and we hope that you have enjoyed them as well and you found a benefit from them. If you have, please like our podcast and subscribe to it as well. We hope you have a great week. Thank you.